This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Nancy, Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, uh, she's still away, but we'll be back on the show soon. Today we have a guest. It's Gary Bernison, author of Lose the Resume, Land the Job. He'll give a straight talk on what we need to know to become more empowered in changing our work environment. Also, we always look for your personal finance questions on Money Talk. So if you have a question or a question about job hunting for our guest, give us a call. The phone lines are open, and the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. If you're not near the phone but would like to participate in the conversation, email the show money at mpbonline.org. So, good morning, Ryder. Hope you're doing well this morning. Good morning. Happy almost Valentine's Day, Kevin. And happy Mardi Gras. <laughs> oh, and happy Mardi. What a what a big day. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, fortunately, or if, if you have a king cake around, go ahead and, and eat it up. Today is the last day. You really shouldn't be uh, indulging in that on, on Ash Wednesday. But uh, that is an interesting one, too, though, that Ash Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day fall on the same day. A very so. solemn Valentine's <laughs> Day. So uh, financial news in the news. I guess one of the big things is the president released his budget. Well, I guess was that yesterday? Um, yeah. So and uh, there's a mixed bag in there. Uh, a lot of the uh, and I guess this is kind of the president's style. You know, he makes some big announcements, says some really big things. And then when it comes to it, the budget in some in some cases, some places. Is, is you know it's it's a nice moderation of that. Um, I haven't looked uh, too in depth into that, um, but that's you know it's it's a budget proposal. It's going to be de- debated and added to and subtracted from uh, whatever it is. We're going to be spending a ton of money this year. And that's right. And obviously, that's just a, a blueprint. Well, not even a blueprint. It's more just the the uh, president's kind of priority list. Right. Saying yeah. That that's those are things exactly. that he would like to focus on. But so that certainly will go through the, the legislative process. <clears throat> Again, we've got some open phone lines. We look for your personal finance questions each Tuesday. Uh, but in addition, we have a guest this morning, and it's Gary Bernison, author of Lose the Resume, Land the Job. Gary, thanks for joining us on the air this morning. Hey, thank you, guys. I finished my king kick last week, actually. <laughs> Very good. You're ahead of the game then. Uh, if you would, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, I was raised in Kansas. I uh, have five kids. Went to college out in, uh, in Los Angeles at, uh, at the best football school in the nation, USC. Um, and uh, was a partner at KPMG, went into investment banking, and uh, I actually uh, made an investment in this company I'm at today, Corn Ferry. Been here for uh, 16 years. Uh, I'm the CEO or a couple billion dollar organizational consulting firm in um, you know, more than 70 countries around the world. Uh, so uh, how did you decide to tell us about the, the idea of writing a book? Where did the idea come from? And, and give us an idea of the process. Well, you know, I've, what I found from, from college grads to the most sophisticated uh, in the Fortune 100 boardroom, people are clueless uh, when, it comes to, when it comes to planning their career and, and finding their next, next job. And, and the reality is, is people do more research uh, buying a washing machine than they do, um, you know, they're thinking about their career or, or targeting their next opportunity. 
So um, is the book written with uh, primarily maybe a new job seeker in mind, someone looking to change jobs, or is this information that, that both could use? It's both. I, I think it's for I think it's for anybody, um, and, it, and it could be somebody who's who's just getting out of college, or it could be uh, a baby boomer like myself. We're visiting on Money Talks with our guest Gary Burnison, author of Lose the Resume, Land the Job. We've got some open phone lines. If you have a personal finance question for us, or if you have a job about uh, a question about the job hunt process, the phone number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Gary, as it turns out, I was visiting with a friend of mine just last week who is uh, looking for a new job, and one of the things that we did talk about was that idea of strengths and weaknesses you know as a as a worker uh you, that's always a good idea to kind of know what your strengths and weaknesses are uh how does someone go about doing that and um identify you know who they are and maybe what sort of job would be best for them well, a, a couple things. So, you know, what most people think is is doing the resume is is ninety percent of the effort, when in fact it's only ten percent. So, you know, what happens? You know, you hate your boss. You, uh, you know, you can't wait for jury duty uh, because <laughs> you don't you don't like your job. And and so, you know, what do you do? You um, maybe it's a New Year's resolution, but but you sit there and you you do a resume and you send it out blindly. And and if you're doing that, you just well go down to the 7-Eleven and buy a lotto ticket uh, because your chances of getting a job that way are, are just not great. Um, and so I think you've got you to be proactive about it. And you're not, if you're not happy, you do have to find your purpose. And if you're doing something that you love, you're going to be motivated. And if you're motivated, you're going to be outperformed. So you're absolutely right. It, it first starts not with the resume, but it first starts with taking a look at your strengths, at your weaknesses, and what gets you up in the morning with without the alarm clock. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so um, what are some other types of research uh, job seekers need to, to perform? I guess, you know, when I've been on the other side of the of the equation and, and doing some job interviews, I know one of the questions uh, that almost comes up by one interview or another is, you know, what do you know about the company? So I imagine research on, on who you're trying to work for. What are some other things job seekers need to do some pre-research on? Absolutely, and and uh, you know, in terms of your your strengths and weaknesses, you you know you need to if you haven't, um, you know you need to take assessments, and 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 so we've got um, you know tools through um, you know you can see it on lose the resume to kind of get some insight in, in, into your into yourself. Um, but as you're you know as you as you go through that process and and you really think about what gets you excited and what you love doing, then you target industry sectors. That that you'd like to work cities, um, and then you figure out the companies that you'd actually like to work for, um, and you want to proactively target those companies uh, ahead of time. And uh, I've, we've got a copy of the book here. We've both been flipping through it, and it looks does seem like it, it's sort of an interactive. It's not a sit down and read kind of thing. It's almost like maybe grab a pen or pencil and, and jot some notes and, and participate sort of book. You know, it, it it really is. I was, I tell you, I uh, I was at a Starbucks, you know, a few months ago, and I, I walk in. There's a guy who's 
his his foot's tapping up and down nervously. He's sweating. He's got like a triple red eye espresso. Uh, you know, he's got a portfolio in front of him, and he's got cue cards. And so I'm thinking, you know, this guy's going in for an interview. So I go over to him and I say, hey, you got an interview, huh? And he says, oh, man, I really need this job. My, my wife just got relocated here. And, man, I really need this. And I said, look, the, the way you're going right now, you know, you're not going to make it through security. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're not auditioning for Annie. This is not, you know, a script that you're memorizing. You've you got to go in and connect with the other person. And so the book is trying to get at not only your career and, and purpose and happiness, but actually how you interview, how you follow up on the interview. What do you do during the interview? How do you put together a resume? You know, so it's it's intended to be to, to be comprehensive and, and, and literally for anybody. And I know it's really kind of a nervous uh, thing for both, obviously, the job, uh, the person interviewing for the job. But to me, it's it's a little bit of an awkward situation, even if you're in an interview panel, because sometimes it's almost like, you know, the person the, applying for the job is maybe better qualified for it. But oftentimes they're so nervous that they don't really come across. And so I guess maybe a point might be you can almost over prepare, like you were saying in your example, the guy at Starbucks with all his notes and everything. It sounds like he was so over prepared that he's not letting his kind of natural personality and abilities show through. Well, you got it. Look, you got to do your homework, and you brought it up earlier. I'm, you know, you, you have to do your homework. But, but remember one thing: human beings make decisions on the other person within seven seconds of meeting somebody. So, so whether that's right or wrong, that's actually what happens. And and so you do have to do your homework ahead of time. You, you got to know, you know, who you're talking to, who you're going to be interviewing with. Google them, find out where they went to school. What do they like to do? Um, but but you've got to go in with this idea of making a connection. And, you know, an interview, it's kind of like this cross between getting a root canal and going to Disneyland. <laughs> and, and, you know, you have no idea the person on the other side. You don't know if this person is going to be like a general. Is he going to sit across or is she going to sit across from the desk? Are they going to be next to you? You have, you have no idea. So you have to go in prepared, absolutely. But those first seven seconds, are it's, it's everything. Uh, we need to take a quick break. Today on Money Talks, we're visiting with author Gary Bernison about his book, Lose the Resume, Land the Job. So we're talking about the job hunting process, but also we're looking for your personal finance questions. We've got some open phone lines. The number is one mpb ring It's one 672-7464. We can uh, or can email the show money at mpbonline.org. We will be back with more after this.
you're enjoying this podcast with author Gary Bernison, author of Lose the Resume, Land the Job. To help you become more empowered in changing your work environment, you might also enjoy our podcast on Airbnb, a way to make some additional income while renting out your home. That was broadcast on December 19th, 2017, and can be found at mpbonline.org slash talks. Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We're looking for your personal finance questions, as we do each Tuesday morning, but we're also today talking to author Gary Bernison about his book, Lose the Resume, Land the Job. So we're talking about uh, looking for a new job, or if you're a new job seeker, maybe fresh out of college, whatever your situation might be, if you're uh, looking for a new job, we've got some information that might be helpful to you as you go through that process. To join our conversation, it's a phone call, one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. So, Gary, I know your your book very boldly proclaims lose the resume, but just flipping through it, you do, I mean, you talk about the resume on every other page. So it is, it's obviously still important. You still have to, you still have to kind of summarize who you are, what your experience is. What, what mistakes are people making on a resume? You know, what, I mean, how can someone... You know, you got to start somewhere, and if if you're just looking at the basics, you know, how can someone brush up their resume in a way that's really going to stand out a little bit better? Well, you absolutely you you, you got to have the resume, but but my point so, is, so don't lose thinks, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right, that's right. If everybody thinks it's ninety percent of the uh, deal, right? Right, so that's exactly. The first thing you do, uh, uh, then it's like saying, "Let's have lunch. Let's do lunch." You, you know, it's never going to happen uh, unless you're from Mississippi and you actually honor what you say, right? <laughs> but, but here in Los Angeles, that never happens. But you know, so. So you get out your resume and you get on a computer, you get out a sheet of paper. What, what happens? Well, you, you sit there and you start agonizing over verb versus adjective. Mm-hmm. And you think you're Ernest Hemingway. And suddenly three hours go by and nothing's gone onto that computer. Right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. generally sure. the way the way the way it happens. And so what I do is, is I say, don't, don't get out the computer. Don't don't get out that piece of paper just in bullet point form. Just go through your career and. And, you know, you first got to start with your strengths and accomplishments and weaknesses. But bullet point out, uh, you know, each of your jobs and and what you actually accomplished. Uh, Then record yourself, videotape yourself saying it in 20 second increments. And so and so I start there and and I found for people that that's that's a good way to do it as opposed to just trying to, you know, pretend you're a poet. Mm hmm. I like the point about uh, pointing out your accomplishments and your strengths in any any job. I remember when I first had just my resume, uh, one of one of my bosses looked at it and he was like, "Look, you've got to make this work experience sound sound a lot better." And so he wrote my work experience kind of blurb for that job. And as he said, "You've just got to make it sound a lot sexier." <laughs> so um, so yeah, putting putting specific accomplishments, um, saying what you, you know ha- what you what you brought to the table there. That's very important. 
and, and, and make it appealing to the eye. You know, that, 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 that's the other thing. Uh, you know, you're not, when you get a resume, you, you don't want it to be, you know, a divorce agreement. You, know, <laughs> you, you don't want it to be this big legal agreement that you've got to study. You, you've you've got to make sure that it's appealing to the eye. So mm-hmm. you want plenty of white space. You know, um, you, you don't, don't like write a novel. So that goes back to that first impression. That's, Absolutely. If that's the first thing they see, it's going to be, ooh, this person, you know, this is nice. Yeah. Now, now I'll tell you what companies do today is they use artificial intelligence and they scan these resumes against, uh, you know, against AI. And so what they'll do is whatever their job description is, that'll go into the, to the algorithm as well as the kinds of, you know, skills that, that are really needed in that job. And they, what they, what, what'll happen is they'll match your resume against that computer. Hmm. So, so you do have to be mindful of the job you're applying for and the skills that are required in that mm-hmm. job. But, you know, it's interesting because earlier we were talking about the idea of, you know, the, the job seeker, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses? But to me, as you said, with that kind of bullet point resume, that can help you figure out. If you go back and think, okay, from, you know, this year to this year I worked here, and then you start thinking about, well, yeah, I was really good at X, Y, Z, so that sort of thing. So in a way, the resume is presenting you, but it also maybe helps you figure out what your strengths and weaknesses might be. And, that, that, and that's right. And the other thing to remember, too, is is remember, when, when you're going into interview, as the interviewer, for, so for example, as a CEO myself, what, what I care about is what that person can do for me. Mm-hmm. So what are they going to be able to do for our company? So yes, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What have they accomplished? But at the end of the day, I'm going to want to know, you know, um, can this person get it done? And, and so you have to do your research and, and go in with the mindset of, hey, this is how I can help you. This is what I can do for the company. Mm-hmm. So that's careful research into not only what the position is, but more generally what the company does and figuring out where exactly you'll fit in and, and how your strengths play to that. That, that's right. And, you know, I, I think people are just, they either think the resume is the whole deal and they start sending it in blindly, um, you know, I, I, or, or they're waiting to get plucked out of the sea and, and they're passive mm-hmm. about it. See, I think you got to be aggressive. If you're not happy, if you hate your boss, I think you got to target the companies that you actually want to work for and get a warm introduction into those companies. I mean, when we were kids, what did we do? We went down to the grocery store, down to the bike shop. Mm-hmm you know, down mm-hmm. to the ice cream shop and we filled out a resume. So a friend told us that that place was a good place to work and we went down there. And mm-hmm. why is it 10, 20, 50 years later, we forget that, <laughs> that very basic principle of, of, you know, networking, warm introductions and targeting where you want, want to work. That's what you got to do. That's what actually works. Now, what if you're say, I mean, a college student, maybe you're in another city from kind of of your dream employer uh, or even a lot of your target employers and 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 you you, kind of, you look at your network even your professors and your parents networks um, and, and you just don't really see any connections to your target employers and maybe they're kind of big and nameless and faceless or something like that uh, what how do you go about how, how do you start that networking process 
Well, it's a contact sport. So um, my daughter did it. She went to school down in New Orleans, and now she's she's working in Los Angeles. It's it's certainly hard if you're in college and coming out of college, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. But the, but the one thing is, you know, a couple things. Networking, you know, it's a long game, okay? So mm-hmm. you can't do just-in-time networking. And networking actually starts with the other person. So if you are coming out of college, you, you really have to think of networking as a long game. But the whole six degrees of separation thing really does work. So, so you got to Google. you got to find out who's at that company. Go on LinkedIn. Find out what schools they went to. You would be amazed to know, you know, get, know somebody that knows somebody that actually worked there or works mm-hmm. there today. It really does work. Okay. So we've talked about, uh, you know, uh, the idea of Google and you mentioned LinkedIn. Uh, When we talk about research, the research that a job seeker needs to do, what what are some other resources out there uh, that that'll help in that process? Well, look, there, there's there, there's nothing like, you know, the, the old-fashioned way of, of talking to friends, uh, people you go to church with, people in the community. Uh, that, that, that obviously works. But, but Google is very, very powerful. Facebook's powerful. Instagram's powerful. Uh, You've you got to use those online tools as well. And that also brings up, I guess, uh, the the idea of social media presence. And we've heard about this, I guess, in in the news occasionally. Uh, Should you guard what you're posting on on Facebook and other social media sites uh, or at least have an eye to future employers when you do that? Hey, listen. What you know? What what happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. <laughs> so it's the first thing that I check. So whenever I'm interviewing somebody, it's the first thing I check. Um, I'll, you know, my, I got five kids. My oldest daughter tell you a story. She's this is her third full time job. Um, going to an it's Sunday night. Going on an interview Monday morning. Uh, she's on the couch with my wife and I. Google her name. Uh, what pops up? Um, my daughter with a nose ring. I've got no problem with nose rings. <laughs> nose rings, orange hair, and Mardi Gras beads. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you know, uh, it's great you were in New Orleans, uh, but is that really the first image that you want to portray? It may be. It may not be. But you got to play defense before you play offense when it comes to social media. So how did how did that interview go? She got the job. So, so it works. It works. And the funny thing is, here's the deal. She, she, she could, you know, she brought her pet into work and she was able to, to wear her nose ring. But look, you gotta be, I mean, you know, again, it comes back to being aggressive and doing your homework and being proactive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is the first thing employers check. Is your right. social media stuff? Uh, we've got some calls on the line, so let's uh, go to the phones. Lena's from the Gulf Coast. Lena, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Yes, I have a 24-year-old granddaughter who has a associate's degree from Tulane, and actually, she lives in the New Orleans area. Um, all her interview, all her job searching is via Craigslist. And uh, I'm in my 70s, and I'm, I'm just going, I was glad to hear you saying about networking and targeting a company you want to work for. That's what we used to do, go and put in an application from uh, someplace. And I just can't get it through her skull to do this. She's got a job, she's, not, she's working, but she's not happy with it. 
and uh, she just keeps waiting for something. She's had like four interviews from Craigslist since she's got uh, since she's gone to work for the company where she's presently employed. What, so can you give me some help, some hints to pass on to her? What sort of what sort of job is she looking for? Has she, does she, I mean, does she know what sort of job she's looking well, for? She's, she was uh, she got she got her degree or her associate things in computers. But what she's doing now is uh, uh, accounting work, which she she had a whole year of um, uh, let's see, going to um, Delgado Delgado. Community college mm-hmm. doing business courses, and then she switched to Tulane, and they never recognized one credit that she earned in that whole year. So she had to start from scratch. So she's got like five years of college. So uh, Gary, what can uh, what can a concerned in this case, I think, grandmother do when you when you're maybe a you know a relative or a friend is kind of floundering if finding a new job? How can how can you help someone maybe help steer them on the right path? Well, I should probably talk to your granddaughter, and you could talk to my kids because they don't listen to either one of us, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the, that's just the truth. Uh, you know, I, 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 you have to really uh, get it in their heads. I mean, if you ask any of us, you know, how did you get your job? Uh, more than fifty percent of the time, you're, it's going to be well. I knew somebody, or mm-hmm. I got introduced. That's the way it works. Uh, in the online world, offline world, it doesn't make any difference. So, so you, she needs to get a warm introduction into the company. But first, it's got to it's it's got to be from her about what really excites her. Like, what do you really want to do? What what do you see yourself doing in five years? Is it accounting? Is it computers? Um, you don't have to go out 20 years, but but start with three or five years out and say, what is it that you're trying to, to, to build here? And once you figure that out, then then you actually need to get you need to target the companies you want to work for, not where there's job openings. Forget whether there's job openings, and and and, and do the six degrees of separation thing and get that warm introduction into the company. And and I would say as well, look, Craigslist is great. I've sold multiple refrigerators on Craigslist, um, but it, it's it's also it's a free posting site. And besides, there's a lot of being a lot of kind of scammy things on there. It, that's not where companies go necessarily to find their higher value employees. So, you know, your granddaughter, she you know, kind of think about what she is worth, and you know, she probably realize that maybe maybe just scanning Craigslist for literally anything that says they're hiring is not that that's not a very high value thing and and it's not valuing herself very well and it's not valuing the skills that she has I mean she's done five years of college she's got you know um, com- uh, computer science things that's very in demand she's got experience with accounting I mean that's something nobody wants to do um, she's got skills that people want um, but she's just looking for the the place she's looking for jobs is a place where people just go to find a warm body that's what I, I want to suggest that you go to the hospital because that would be a very good place for job security and you know kids today I think are wanting high salaries they're not worried about uh, longevity or uh, benefits and uh, a pension yeah. so um 
And, it's, and it sounds like she might also, it, it might benefit her to maybe join uh, some sort of a young professionals organization just to get a feel for what other things are out there. Because if okay. she's not, if she's not actually kind of looking at the workplace and just like looking at what's offered, she might not know necessarily what all is available. Um, I am a member of a couple of young professionals organizations and people are always, you know, organizations you wouldn't think of are always kind of looking they're not necessarily posting that they need jobs um so and that's and that's just a small way to network get out there and see what the field is like they'll know the job exactly All right. Yeah, I understand. Lena, thanks for the call. Hope that we gave you some help. I think uh, the other thing that Gary said that's important there and, and that we've been talking about is, you know, find yourself. What is it as a job seeker that interests you, that excites you? Because that's going to be your passion, and that's going to be, I think, where you have successful employment. We need to take another quick break. When we get back, we will be, uh, continue our discussion with Gary Bernison, our guest today, who's author of Lose the Resume, Land the Job. Also, Kay and Goldford, hang on. We're going to get to your question right after the break. We've got some open phone lines, though, if you'd like to join in today. The phone number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. Call us at one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Back with more of the show after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We're visiting today with Gary Bernison. He's the author of Lose the Resume, Land the Job. So we're talking about job hunting, but we're always looking for personal finance questions on Money Talks. So if you have one or if you have a job-related question, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. If you're at work, maybe hate your job, can't get to the phone, email the show, money at mpbonline.org. Just not, just not from your work email. <laughs> they might be monitoring that. <laughs> we have got a couple callers on the line, so let's start again in Gulfport. Kay has called in today. Good morning, Kay. Good morning. Um, I wish your host would um, speak and elaborate more on the importance of matching keywords on one's resume to keywords on a job description Mm. and how that algorithm uh, works now. Having worked for the federal government and helped others navigate usajobs.gov, it's my firm belief that every resume should just be populated with keywords because that's how I believe the top scores are, are ranked. And I think it's important for individuals to better understand that. And the other thing is, in going to websites, not for job searches, I found at the very bottom of many web pages, it'll speak to jobs 
and individuals might be sitting at their computer, have an opportunity to explore new possibilities that they hadn't even thought about. All right, Kay, thanks for the call. Some good points. Uh, Gary, uh, any follow-up on that? the whole idea of the keywords? Well, Kay is 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 right. Uh, whether you, whether you like it or not, um, you know, m- machine learning and AI is is in the recruiting process. And so, what a company will do is they will know the leadership characteristics, the culture, the things that are successful to make their organization uh, sing. And what they'll do is combine that with the specific skills that the job um, requires. And they will take, they'll match the resumes. Um, the computer will match the resumes. Um, again, look for keywords uh, against that, you know, against those skills. So um, you have to be mindful of that. And if you are responding to an ad, so there's an opening, which I, I hope you're not. I, I hope that, that people are proactive. That's the point of this book. But if you are doing that, you definitely need to look at the job description and the skills that are required for that job. Then you have to honestly ask yourself, do I have those skills? And when you uh, uh, modify your resume for that employer, you definitely want to put in those key words that are listed on that job description. All right. Very good. We've got another caller. This time we're going to speak with Ann in Starkville. Good morning, Ann. You're on the air, so go ahead. Hi there. Hi. I applied for a job in November. It's the exact job that I want, and I'm well qualified for it, and I think I had a great resume. And uh, it's a large company, so they're taking a while to do the interviews. And my question is, is how do I go about um, making a connection with them while I'm in this awkward, like, I haven't interviewed yet. Hmm. Uh, do I walk into the building and just say, hi, I want to meet the boss? Or, like, what, what can I do to make that connection? Great question. Well, and have you, um, what, what I would suggest is, um, you, you know, make sure you're going online, you're going to the company website, you're going on LinkedIn, um, you're figuring out, um, you know, who works at that company, where they went to school, where they are in the community, what activities they're, they're involved in, and work your network um, to get a introduction uh, into one of those people. I've seen it play out so many times this you know you know somebody who knows somebody who's actually at the company it really does work and so i would i would do the networking thing really hard right now um and um you know you want that warm introduction that's the way to accelerate it so gary um so i like your idea what you said earlier about working backwards so you know find someone at the company and then figure out how you you're connected to them. But when you finally get that connection, or say maybe it's it's someone who you're like, okay, that's kind of in my network. That person's kind of in my network. They're one degree away from me. I mean, what do you say? You just like, hey, um, let's let's can I can I ask you about what's it like to work there? What what sort of how do you get that connection going in a way that's not just gonna be I'm clearly applying for a job or I'm awkward at this or what? 
You know, I, I would be authentic, right? You want to connect and authentic and give people a taste for who you are. So I would, I would, you know, start with the company's, you know, purpose and mission and say, hey, you know, I've, um, I understand you know somebody at, at X company and, and man, you know, their, their purpose really resonates with me. And, um, you know, it's going to get me, it's going to get me excited. Um, I, I would be very, very authentic. Uh, but, but you also have to remember, and most people, you know, they do just in time networking, you know, and we all do it right. Shame on us. But but networking actually begins with the other person. And, and people ignore that. They, they think of networking as this great salesperson, but, it, but it's actually the opposite. Um, it's doing, you know, random acts of kindness for others. Mm. All right, Anne, so thanks for the call. Yeah, I think the advice, uh, Gary's advice, is to really concentrate on that networking. Now that you have uh, a, an interview scheduled, you're really able to focus in on that particular company, maybe that even department in that company, and uh, see if you can't find some uh, some contacts there. So, uh, Gary, let's maybe follow that up a little bit more. Say uh, Anne goes through, has her job interview. Uh, what about any kind of follow-up? A, a thank you letter? How often do you call back and say, hey, have you filled that position yet? I think there it's a, it's a matter of, you know, someone is interested versus maybe someone is beginning to be annoying. What are your thoughts there? <laughs> well, it's a little bit like a first date, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and what do you do there? You know, it's it's uh, you, you want to conclude the interview with real passion and excitement um, and, and a real demonstration of what you can do for that company. Um, you want to absolutely uh, send a follow-up, uh, both a written letter, a nice little handwritten note, as well as an email, um, and possibly even a text if you happen to know the cell. But you, you absolutely want to do that. But, but the reality, if you want to know the hard, blunt truth, is as time goes by, it, it probably isn't going to happen for you. So it, it is a little bit like dating. And, and the longer that, that goes from that interview, your chances you probably didn't get the job. All right. We are on Money Talks talking with author uh, Gary Bernison about his book, Lose the Resume, Land the Job. It's about uh, job hunting. If you have a question about that or a personal finance question, you can call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring The phone lines are open at one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 So the bits we've been talking about networking is very, uh, very interesting. And for everyone who is listening and following along in your own copy of this book, it's on page 106. He's got 10 things you can do for your network, which is, um, you know, like you said, it's a it's a long game. And some of these things, you know, just reaching out to people you can congratulate, you know, uh, think of someone with a particular accomplishment or life event, a new job an engagement, marriage, new house, just kind of reaching out and touching so that they, you know, I guess just so they remember you're there. Um, but also offering to help people is a couple of those things, uh, recommending someone a book or um, a restaurant, an art gallery, or even another professional who they might want to meet. Um, kind of, you're adding value to that person's life, and that's what a lot of these little networking hints are. So, really, kind of goes to emphasize how it's a long game for you. And I think Gary, too, you mentioned this before. It's it's human interaction, so you can't you know you can't forget about that. That these are other humans we're dealing with, and I guess. Uh, 
maybe on your networking, even something like, how about them Cowboys? Would that be a way to uh, possibly? If <laughs> <laughs> you did the research and that's what they wanted, right? Uh, yeah. How about, how about them Tigers? There we go. I, I think that, uh, you know, as a, as a CEO, I've got almost 8,000 people in, in, you know, all, all over the world. And, and I found that, you know, yeah, money's important and, and you, you gotta, you know, it's, it's up there in the top five, but, but there's a power, there's a more powerful motivator and you know it's it's thank you or it's i love you or it's what you've done for me has made a big difference in my life those are actually the more powerful motivators that that i found as a ceo and it's it's kind of the same thing with networking it doesn't have to be some sophisticated scheme uh, it's it's really about you know caring for somebody else um, and, and you'd be surprised uh, how how that works and and it is a long game and so you can't do just in time networking we need to take one final break this hour when we get back we will wrap things up we're visiting during money talks with gary bernison he is the author of lose the resume land the job we've got some open phone lines do you have a job hunting related question or maybe something about personal finance give us a call at one mpb ring the phone number is one 672-7464. Back with more of the show after this. Information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. This hour, we're visiting with author Gary Bernison. The book is Lose the Resume, Land the Job. So we've been talking about uh, ways to be successful in a job uh, hunting process, whether it's a new job or whether you're looking to change jobs. We've been uh, hopefully giving you some uh, useful information to make that process uh, easier and uh, uh, have a better uh, result at the end. We've got another caller to get to, so we start again in Jackson. Bob has called in today. Good morning, Bob. You're on the air. Good morning. Uh, you're talking about networking. I have a friend who worked for a company that wanted to make a deal with another company. Uh, she had a peripheral contact. She made contact with the person she needed to talk to. There was nothing there. She found out through her first contact that the son of the man she wanted to deal with needed help finding a job in a particular field. Well, she reached out to her other contacts and found something for this young man. Young man goes to work and she updates his father occasionally. He's doing this. Uh, they like him because he's done that. Blah blah blah. 
a few months later, he calls her up and says, you know, my company needs this done, and we think maybe your company might be uh, a good fit. So that networking brought her company a deal that she couldn't otherwise have done. And the thing about finding a job that suits your passion is kind of narrowly focused. Uh, you know, if your passion is model railroading, you know, your, your job openings aren't that, uh, aren't that great. But if you deconstruct your passion, you figure out the problems that your passion presents you that you enjoy solving, because that's what life is. Life is about solving problems. Some problems you enjoy solving, some you don't. You find a job that allows you to use the skills to solve the kind of problems you enjoy. Your model railroader is interested in, in small detail and design and, and creation. So using those skills, you look for a job that you know, meets, your, meets not necessarily your passion, but allows you to solve the kind of problems you enjoy solving. All right, Bob, thanks for the call. Some uh, good points there. And Gary, I guess, uh, as Bob pointed out, we've talked a lot about networking and kind of developing your networking skills, but obviously it's not just to acquire a job. It's That's something that's useful in the business world even after you're employed. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, Bob is, you know, what what the other thing is, um, you know, what, what he spurred in my head is, is you know, not, not only the passion and, and kind of deconstructing what, what you like to do. I love the 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 model railroad example. But the other thing you got to think about is culture and, and people don't don't think about that. So so in other words, you know, the, the the way that a company gets things done. You know, every company, just like a family, has a unique culture, you know. So in, in my house, maybe it's okay to come in with your shoes on. In somebody else's house, that's not good. You take off your shoes. You know, that those things, if you think about a family, um, whether you pick up for your, you know, after yourself, all those kind of customs very much exist in a company. And it, and, it, and it ranges from how you talk to others to how you dress. And so what Bob, you know, he, he's, he, what, he, what he led me to, to making sure that we talked about is people got to think about the culture and they got to think about who their boss is going to be. And most people don't. We're visiting today with Gary Bernison, author of Lose the Resume, Land the Job. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Gary, one of the things you had said earlier that struck me, uh, I guess because it's uh, sort of a, a broadcasting-related tangent to it, but you said, you know, uh, some come up with some things and actually record yourself or go to the mirror and say uh, the short uh, th- uh, things that might describe your strengths and weaknesses. And to me, that's good because reading something that's written versus saying something, it's a little bit different. And it's sometimes words that look when good when you read them to yourself. When you try to say them, you might stumble over them or whatever. So practice and preparation. What are some other things when we talk about making that good impression in the first seven seconds? What are some other things to think in mind when, when that job applicant goes into that job interview room? Know who you're meeting with. So make sure you do your. Make sure you're doing your homework. You know their backgrounds, where they went to school, what their what their hobbies, what their interests, what it says on social media. F- for sure, do, do your homework. Um, but and you know. But secondly, um, you know, look for immediate connectivity points. If you're going into an office, to a conference room, if it's a piece of artwork, if it's a basketball that's laying around, whatever it is, immediate 
immediately try to find that connectivity point. You know, I was raised in Kansas. What's the first thing that anybody talks besides KU basketball? They talk about the weather. And, and so, so you, you want to um, try to immediately, you know, hit on that, those points of connection because that will make it more of a conversation, not, you know, an interrogation. All right, uh, we've got uh, one final call. Let's see if we can work this in before the end of the hour. Going to Anna in Starkville. Good morning, Anna. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I have a question about how to land a good interview for a graduate assistantship. Gary, any thoughts about, again, the, uh, a college graduate? Uh, we talked about networking. Again, do you think that's the best way to try to, uh, the to best use of your time, I guess, at this point? I do. I, I would absolutely be proactive and, 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 and do the networking. And when you do the interview, I, you know, I, I recommend ACT. You know, be authentic. Uh, make sure you make that connection. And, T, give, give them a taste for who you are, not what you've done. Um, and one thing, just again, on page 106 in the book, for those of you following along at home, um, you know, the things you can do for your network. So if you're looking for a graduate assistantship, you probably have a pretty good idea who you might be working for. And so, you know, plan this, you know, well in advance and demonstrate, be able to demonstrate throughout the year to that person um, how good of a candidate you are, how good of a student you are, how how you will be able to help them uh, when you if you are working for them, um, and so that you know that's good because you already know the target of your networking, so you you have an advantage there. Just be consistent about demonstrating your value to them. All right, Anna. that's right, Ryder. That's absolutely true. It's a chess game, right? You got to think several moves ahead. Exactly. All right, so we've got about a minute left. Gary, thanks very much uh, for joining us. By the way, uh, LoseTheResume.com is the website that goes along with the book. Uh, but thanks, Gary. A lot of uh, useful information, uh, and uh, hopefully we've given uh, job uh, seekers uh, some information, some food for thought to go on. So thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Ryder. All right. Awesome. All righty. Uh, so, uh, by the way, uh, we have our email address that we mentioned. You can use that if you're ever not able to get near the telephone. But also, if you ever have any ideas for what you might like to hear us talk about personal finance related on Money Talks, you could always send in an email with a topic suggestion. We would certainly appreciate that. We take all listener input seriously, and we want to have uh, programming that's that's important to you and, and is valuable to you as you listen. So that's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial supporters from listeners like you. If you need to hear today's show or a previous show, one way to find it is to go to mpbonline.org slash money talks. Also, there's the MPB public media app. You can download that uh, so you can listen to MPB Think Radio on your schedule for your iPhone or Android device. Shows produced by Liz Gill and our call screener today was Java Chapman. So for Ryder Taff and our guest Gary Bernison, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned up next at 10. It's in legal terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks, heard only on MPB Think Radio.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.